0: And welcome to the Leading Line podcast, I'm your host Chris Marshall and we are back with another episode of There's Your Dinner. We bring together a shared passion for football and a little bit of food, Was we'll getting to know a familiar face from the world of Scottish women's football. For the second time, because I forgot to hit the the first time, I'm joined this week by St Johnson captain Jade MacDonald. Jade, and we've just answered this, but how are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Oh, we did it exactly the same way as well, which is awesome. To <laughs> Um, I know you've just come off the back of a night shift, Um, you work as a firefighter, are you feeling fresh or you feel groggy, how does that work for you usually?
1: Yeah, feeling good, Um, it was a busy night but just feeling not bad, ready for today.
0: Ready for today, Um, obviously firefighter means you're working at the moment and it's one of the emergency services as well, so how's how's kind of lockdown life been for you?
1: Yeah, to be fair it's actually been really similar, Um, nothing's really changed that much, just stuff at work like policies and things like that but I'm still working. My husband, he still works. He's a train driver, so we're both kind of just carrying kind of out a normal day-to-day life. Apart from no football, and we're not really seeing family and stuff. But apart from that, it's kind of it's kind of normal, which is good for me. <laughs> is it a
0: is it a job that kind of outside of the world we live in at the moment? Is it a job that balances quite well with it? But I know I know a few people that kind of work in as firefighters and kind of play the game yeah. as well.
1: Um, yeah. Well, to be fair, I've got a really good colleagues and stuff at work and different shifts that they'll hang back for me and like I'll have a lot of swift uh, shift swaps so Sundays I need off like guys are really happy to do a Sunday because it's a shorter shift and if I'm on a night shift our kick-offs at four so and we start at six so it's always kind of a bit of a hassle but guys are really great at hanging back for me and letting me come in later and stuff so it works out really well and same with shifts during the week um like training wise sometimes it works out really well sometimes I can only make one session but I'm obviously doing other sessions out with and staff and that like coaching like Jason, Miles and Steve and John are really great with me not making sessions because of work but they know it's not just because I'm not there it's for a reason so I'm really lucky in that sense.
0: Yeah, yeah and it's something that I've spoken about with other players before the fact that there is that balance that you need to do for women's football in Scotland at the moment is there much crossover in terms of the physical demands of being a firefighter and being a footballer?
1: Yeah, obviously having a good level of fitness is really important in my job and being strong and fit and just being physical is really important. But obviously having that and then playing football is really good. It's It kind of balances itself out, but it can also be quite emotionally and mentally draining work. Then you've got to go to football straight after a night shift, which can be... You just kind of got to put on a front and be like, right, that's me back to normal. Like, about football, football mode. Forget about what's happened at work and just kind of block it out and just play. And you, and you kind of have to be able to work that out. And it's it's just what you do. And because you, if like I love football and I want to be there, so being able to just leave work and go straight to football is that, it's it's good. It helps.
0: Do you feel a difference when you've come off of a night shift to when you've maybe done a day shift and you've got a game on the Sunday?
1: um after a night shift i need a red bull or two but <laughs> it's usually not too bad i feel that i'm usually more I'm more awake and ready than being maybe off or something because you're kind of if we've got a home game it's a four o'clock kickoff and you're kind of waiting about whereas if i'm straight off the night shift straight to straight to it you can't really think about it you're just straight into it and start so no it's good i like it
0: awesome okay we've talked a little bit about your day job let's talk about your other job your hobby extraordinaire uh, being a footballer in the SWPL Um before we kind of talk about obviously the last season what's happening at the moment can you share just a little bit about kind of what your first memories were of kind of kicking the ball about as a, as a youngster
1: yeah so my dad used to take football every weekend and my sister and I we used to go along and we'd just be messing about at the sideline while he's coaching or playing and we kind of just be landed with it so we wouldn't really have a choice so it wasn't like <laughs> we wanted to do it, we were just like, right, well, there's a football, you can go and play, so we just kind of got into it, my sister hated it, so she never continued it, I just kept playing and, and enjoyed it, and it was good fun, but I, there wasn't any kind of girls teams when I was that young, so you were just kind of playing boys teams, and then you weren't playing, and you were, so it, I kind of remember that, and even at school, there wasn't really, there wasn't any other sport at school for girls, like, I don't really remember there being, like, netball or hockey or anything, it was just football, so it was like, Right, if you play football or you can go run laps around the field so, it's like, well, I'm <laughs> so yeah kind of mainly that
0: Um, you've mentioned that and it's been mentioned a few times that when you were younger there wasn't any girl sides at the moment obviously that's a growing trend you think which is brilliant to see do you think that's going to help long term in terms of getting uh, getting more people involved in the game from a female perspective
1: oh absolutely like the game is so different now and there's so many opportunities there's so many teams like loads of girls are wanting to play and even it's it's brilliant it's so good so I think if it was different back then it would probably be so different now and I think the opportunities that girls have got now and just how easy accessible it is and everything is so much better and it'll be so good for the future as well for girls coming through.
0: You uh, mentioned also you were getting some encouragement from your family at the start um, kind of thrust upon you where, where, where did you start then what was your first club?
1: So I initially started at Monty Fief. Um I stayed in Dundee, Arbroath when I was at uni and stuff. So I played at Monty Fief. And then I played at Dundee United. And then they folded and I went to Forfar with a couple of girls um, and played in the second division, which was really good. Enjoyed it. Um, there was a lot of us there. So it was kind of like a f- we were all friends. So we all kind of knew each other. And it was, it was really good. And then we won the second division, got promoted to the first division with Forfar. Which was really good, um, but then kind of I wasn't really I wasn't really interested that much. I just was like, yeah, it's alright. Like I was at uni and I, I I wasn't really that bothered to play, and yeah. I wasn't I wasn't good enough to play in first division when I was that age. Like I just it wasn't for me. So I kind of took a wee step back, and then that's how I kind of got into got into gene field. Um, but yeah, so yeah,
0: let's let's talk about Genefield because. They were Gene Field. They still are Gene Field swifts as well. So maybe you could yeah. explain that a little bit. But um, in terms of your arrival at uh, let's let's use Gene Field just now as a point of reference, yeah. and then we'll, we'll okay. change it. Um, uh, is it a move that was easy for you to make at the time? Well, you've obviously mentioned that maybe you weren't you maybe weren't in love with the game as much as you as you would be yeah. normally.
1: Um, I mean, I had actually I was at uni in and stuff in Dundee, and my mum had moved back to um, Perth area, so. I was like oh, I could maybe try and I had spoke to Steve Grossi who was the manager and coach and stuff there and because we had, had a friendly against him and I was like oh it's maybe easier to go and because it, it was training twice a week in four, I, I didn't really want to travel through and so I thought oh do you know what I'll go and train and see what it's like and Steve was great he was like come along see what you think and I was like oh I'm not really not really sure but everyone was so nice it was it's quite a young team a lot of the girls were a lot younger than me and some really quality good players and it was it was really nice it was just a nice environment so i just kind of wanted to find my enjoyment again and just kind of mm-hmm. play and not have to worry like i didn't want to play in first division i wasn't i wasn't ready for that i wasn't good enough i wasn't so and i and i'm happy to happily admit that so by starting at st john um, field it was it was good and i progressed and it Steve had confidence in me, and the girls believed in me, and it was good. And that's kind of where my actual love for the game started.
0: And we've both stumbled over this now, so let's get the let's get this out of the way. jean Swifts uh, announced St. Johnston in yes. terms of SWPL. That happened a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Did you notice a big difference when kind of the St. Johnston moniker, obviously one of the most recognisable names in Scottish football, did you notice a big difference when St Johnston came in as part of uh, the Women's Project in Perth?
1: Yeah, you know, like we had been training um, at the, the Astro next to the, the pitch for a while and, you know, we were kind of in contact with St Johnston and we were always there and it, it, and you kind of developed built relationships with them. So when we eventually became St Johnston, um, things k- changed. It was more professional. We felt more p- part of something like, obviously a lot of the teams are affiliated with the, the men's team so for us it was really good um, as well coming from a small club to that and um, it was good and when you're talking about it and explaining to people who you play for it's nice oh you play for St johns oh yeah and people automatically know so because sometimes if you're like oh, I play for Gene Field oh where's that you know and it's different and I think for us it was it was really good like we've got good facilities and we're lots of good opportunities and we get to use all their facilities and stuff so no we were really it's really good it's a good thing for us anyway but I think it could be better and I think it will do in the future but like you say things take time and things don't happen overnight so
0: oh you've left you've left one dangling out there for me Jade so at the moment what what things would you like to see happening in the future that maybe aren't happening just now or or could be better
1: well we could be playing on the main pitch I know, like, that's something not all teams do get to do it. You know, obviously it's a grass pitch and they've got to maintain it and look after it. But in an ideal world, it would be really good for us. Men play it on a Saturday, we play it on a Sunday. Um, I think as well, even having more of a relationship with the players and the men's side and the female players. Um, maybe unrealistic, but it's also something that some other teams do. And it'd be nice for us to maybe look at that in the future. Yeah. Um, like I said, we get to use all the facilities and things, but even sometimes we can't keep our kit there. So it'd be nice to be able to have a specific space area for us and just little things that could be, that you could work on that would be good to have, that maybe other teams have that we don't yet. Yeah, I mean,
0: one of the th- one of the things I've been reading, there's been a, quite a couple, been a couple of articles over the last kind of month or so that I've seen where there's been this kind of idea that uh, men's side should almost be mandated to have a women's affiliate with it. And I'm over the pen, maybe not the best thing because if it's something that they have to do then it maybe doesn't get the attention it deserves. You you mentioned obviously the fact that St Johnson play beside McDermott Park and the Astro and the Astro is decent surface, but uh, I've been up there for a couple of games and if it's wet then you're having a bit of bother. Yeah. I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah, um like, Yeah, what, what,
1: what like did
0: you... sorry, kind of <laughs> <laughs> No No on you go.
1: Um, well, like there was a lot of trees and stuff around it, so it was a, it was kinda it was it was protected more but now it's a lot open it it can get cold and stuff and but it's a really good pitch to play on and we are lucky that um a lot of people that do come enjoy playing there it's a it's a really good pitch but I know what you mean in terms of forcing teams to have a female team I don't think it should be like that I think they should they should want it and it shouldn't even be a question they should think right well if we've got a men's team it'd be good to have a female team you know bring females through and stuff so I think that's a good thing and like you see, a lot of teams already do have that and I don't think it's been forced. I think they've maybe thought this is going to be good, like it'll be good to have that. Um, I know for us especially, it was something that was talked about for a long time before it happened so it was good for it to actually happen and I think how well we had been doing and how we were getting good players through and girls that are maybe under 19s in the camps and things it was good and it was good promotion for us and for them to see oh well actually this is quite a good club quite a good team like they can, we can bring a lot to the to St Johnston as well
0: Yeah um, and I think well as you say the continued evolution I think obviously with the championship in women's football this season you've seen teams like Livingston and Falkirk you know, come into right. the fold yeah, so right. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that develops going forward but let's go away from the administrative part of the game and talk about playing because, okay. well, I was going to say, I do that, but I do it very badly. But um, <laughs> that's, that's what you do. Um, your club captain at St. Johnson, how did that come around for you?
1: I actually don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to think, but I, I think we had, obviously it was quite a young team. I was a bit older. Um, I had been there maybe a couple of seasons and um, Steve had just said, look, I'm thinking about it. What do you think? I'm like, yeah, like, I would like to, like, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. It was good. He kind of had, like, that confidence and belief in me that I didn't have in myself. So for him to have that and for everyone else to have it, of was like, well, there's a reason for that maybe. Um, and then there was – then Jason came in as well, um, and I was kind of like, well, does he still want me to be captain? Like, I don't really know. And it just kind of kept it going. And then every season it was like, well, we can change it if you want. And it never really came to that. It was always – always kind of stayed and I don't know I was always involved I was always like right let's what about this what about that so it's more than just it was more than just a captaincy I think it was a built trust and a relationship with Jason and Steve and it initially and then obviously John and Miles and stuff but it was it's more than just you're a captain on the pitch and that's it it's it's a bigger it's a bigger thing which is good it's it's really good to enjoy it like I, I wouldn't I would find it difficult not doing it now Does that makes sense
0: yeah is it that- does it have a little bit of extra responsibility, and are you, are you kind of comfortable with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like, you know, like football's constant. Like when the season's on, you're texting, you're phoning, you're on the chat, you're speaking, you're what about this player, what about this player, and you're on on it all the time. And I think when you're captain and or vice captain or whatever, you've I think the coaching coaches have got more. I don't know. They've got trust in you, and they respect what you're saying, and we're playing, so we we know what's happening. So I think in in that sense, they've got we we're, we're responsible for our opinions, and we give it to them. And so it's up to them how they deal with it and what they think. But yeah, like it's it is it's a it's a big responsibility.
0: How do you assess last season? Thinking about just the team as a whole, um, I think it was the seventh in SWPL two. I know that in the podcast, me and Campbell, to kind of BAU, um, yeah. we were sometimes accused of having a St. Johnston bias, which I don't think I've ever had been accused of in my life, but for me, I always thought that St. Johnston played pretty well and sometimes didn't get the results that maybe the performances kind of merited. Um, yeah. how, how did you kind of assess last campaign?
1: I feel that, like you say, we were we were really, we were unlucky at times. I feel that we didn't, it's not that we played bad or that we, that, we, that we, made, we made silly mistakes that cost us games, but we didn't play at a level that we shouldn't have been playing. I feel that we were unlucky. We should have got results that maybe didn't go our way and then results that went our way that maybe didn't need to go our way. And I think when you've got, it's such, I don't know how to explain it, it was such a competitive league. Yep. You just don't know what's going to happen every week. Like, I don't think you can say, oh, they're going to beat them or they're going to beat them because you don't know. And it depends on the day. But for us, it was it was really disappointing because we know what we're capable of. We know how good we are. We know the team, the players, every single player played a massive part in that season. And we were just really unlucky. And I think people kind of just brushed us away and were like, well, what are they going to do? Which is fine, you know. But then at the end of the day, that type of thing makes us better, makes us believe in ourselves more, makes us want it more. So in terms of last season, it is a disappointment, but I think we kind of picked ourselves up last half and got a bit, few better results and kind of found our foot in and found, found that desire and belief again.
0: Uh, this season is a slight change in terms of your, your manager. Obviously, Jason was in charge last season, but you've now got co-managers. Does that... Has that I know it's, we've only maybe had a few weeks in terms of pre-season and games, but does that feel any different for a player?
1: Uh, no, not at all. Um, it's ve- They're very much balanced. Miles um, and Jason both have the same... Both did the same input, both same advice. Nothing's changed, really. Um going to be a bit less pressure for Jason. But... They're both great guys, they're both bounce off each other and it's nothing's really changed. Miles can they kind of can play the good cop bad cop sometimes. Um Jason was, was always a wee bit softer with everyone, whereas Miles isn't and I think for the girls I think that's a lot of them need that. A lot of them need to be shaking and being like, right, get yourself yeah. sorted with So it's good. It's a good balance for them.
0: And in terms of uh, this season, so obviously we've had the SWPL Cup and you've had the league game in. Um, I managed to catch the second half of the Queen's Park league game when I was coming back from wherever it was that day. I can't mm-hmm. remember some things. Yeah. Um How how do you view the start of the season in terms of the SWPL Cup and obviously that, that league game?
1: Yeah, um, it was really good. Um, you, like you say, we, have never, we hadn't played them since the season before and we didn't really know what... They had obviously brought in new players, um, new club into the into the league so we didn't know what to expect and um, we had worked really hard in pre-season and um, we we knew what we had to do and we knew how we were going to do it so we just played our game and worked really hard and we and we worked and we deserved the win Um all great goals really good team goals so it was good and yeah really really good for the girls and everyone really it was a good game to start the season everyone enjoyed it and it was just kind of good to get everyone's confidence up.
0: What was what's your take on the SWPL Cup? There seems to be a kind of very broad spectrum of opinion about how the new tournament settled in. Obviously, caveated with the fact that the weather was pretty mental for the kind of opening winter this yeah. season. But what's your take on the SWPL Cup? Obviously, instead of having potentially one game and maybe being out of the competition really early, you have at least at least three. Is that, a, is that a good thing for you?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good to fill out the weekends as well. Like obviously, before it was kind of, it was it was so different, but. I think it's nice to do things differently and have a change and um no it was really good and then you can see the other results like well they beat them so that we could beat them if we beat them and, and it's good the way it's worked out and it gives people not a second opportunity kind of so no, I, I think it's good and I think a lot of people are quite positive about it which is good um people don't usually like change so but I think it's the good thing and we just need to embrace it
0: Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm a quite a fan of it as well. I think it yeah. does give a kind of, a good approach to the start of the season. In terms of the season as it is just now, we are obviously speaking at a time when there is no football.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what, as, in your opinion, what, what would you like to see in terms of when the season comes back? Have you got any kind of preference in terms of how it comes back? So there's been talk about maybe a shorter season, maybe ditching some of the cups, maybe starting again. Is, is there any kind of ones that you've kind of had an inkling towards?
1: Um. I just want it to start again. <laughs> um, I, honestly, I'm, I don't I don't mind because no matter what's going to happen, people have only played one or two games. So it depends, but I think we should carry on as we are. And if you want to skip, lose the cup, then fine. But I think it's important to keep the league going. Like Obviously things have changed this season and it's different, like with the championship and then us and just the way the league's set up. I think we need to give it a good shot and try. Um, so I think it's important to keep it going and hopefully start it as soon as we can.
0: Yeah, starting as soon as we can, I think, is what, what yeah. is everybody's crossing their fingers for. In terms of ambitions for the season for yourself, Jade, what, what have you got on your mind?
1: Well, I know that you would mentioned previously in a podcast that we were up for relegation battles. <laughs> so that's not the case. Um, no, like, obviously, we've started off really well, won our first couple of games again. You guys mentioned in a previous podcast that Glasgow girls would be probably up there beating us. But you know, when people don't believe in you as a team or a club, then it just goes to make us work harder and prove everyone yeah. wrong. So for us, it was a uh, it was good for you to maybe say that, but I got everyone going. So <laughs> um, no, everyone's really, I think this season it will be good for us. We've started off well, um, played some really good football. We've also had a couple of new signings in that are different, we haven't brought in a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of the clubs have brought in loads of players, but we're really lucky that the team, the club that we have, everyone is really loyal, Everyone stayed, and everyone knows what we're capable of, and that what we've got around us is important, and how we can implement that this season. Um, so by having that, I think that we'll do really well. Um, well, we all believe we can, and you know, I... There's loads of clubs that are saying, oh, we'll win this league and we'll do this and we'll do that. I feel that people get ahead of themselves and forget things change and it is such a crazy league, you just don't know. You need to just think on, you just look at each game that comes along, how we're going to win it and what we can do. Um, All we can do is play our best, work really hard and hopefully it'll go our way this season.
0: Yeah, I mean I I don't like making predictions. It's one of my least favourite things to do because stuff like this happens and then a feel like <laughs> it, I feel like a jump. But no, I think uh I think one of the other things that I, I'm always conscious of is the fact that we are very central based in teams like St Johnston and Aberdeen who are on my list sometimes it's a little bit harder to kind of see, see you guys in action so it's, yeah. it's great to obviously see that kind of competition okay let's move on to the foodie bit now so we've talked about your football career so I always like to have a little bit of chat about food just to kind of round things off okay so scale of one to ten where, where would you rank yourself in the foodie scale
1: I'm very plain when it comes to food I like what I like and I, I'm not really good at changing so I would maybe say a five a five
0: so you have you have your set this is what I'm going to eat.
1: Yeah, I eat the same things all the time.
0: Yeah, I've discovered this, when I, which is why I've been trying to tweak this as I go, because I ask the same, I ask the question, I get the same thing. So I'm going to try and guess what you maybe eat, and okay. you can tell me if I'm right or not. Perfect. So in terms of like morning breakfast, uh, I'm going to guess at some kind of yogurt, fruit, oat based scenario. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> have you got any preferences in terms of what goes into
1: it? I like No, I just like the phase yogurts. You know, the ones that are like normal and then you get a wee fruit put Oh, in. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I like the Alpro yogurts. And Was then I have a, banana.
0: <laughs> is that Alpro as an soy yoghurt? Yeah. Are you vegan?
1: No, I just should no? like them. I'll oh, show really?
0: you. Oh. Okay. Uh, for those that are listening to this audio content, <laughs> Jade has just going to show me a yoghurt, which is awesome. But yeah, cool.
1: Really good. Also, you can have there's other brands in supermarkets that these are great.
0: <laughs> so hang on, so that's the Alpro high protein soy soy yogurts.
1: Yep, strawberry flavour.
0: Right, okay. There's our sponsorship for this one. Alpro yoghurts. Let's hook Jade up, shall we? Eh? <laughs>
1: um
0: but and, and um to get back to Duffy a little bit, in terms of um your kind of eating, so say Johnson plate four usually. But obviously yep. in SWPL2, there's kind of fixtures across the day, so you can play play as early as 12, I think, part of this mm-hmm. one, um, yep. up until obviously 4 o'clock with, with yourselves. Yep. On a match day, does that change your routine a little bit at all?
1: Yeah, I'm not really one for eating before a game, like, early. Like, a lot of people have their lunch and stuff or whatever. I've I'm never, I'm never really worked well on a full stomach, so i maybe have a wee something early, like a yogurt or a cereal bar, but I would not have something big at all like I, I do a lot of running and stuff so i work better race wise on an empty stomach people need to eat before they go out whereas i've yeah. never i've never been like that so i like to take a gel and stuff throughout but nah i'm not i uh
0: work. yeah i sometimes feel if i eat before i like i like to do a go for a run as well i always sometimes feel like it sits in me and i just feel kind of rubbish halfway through Yeah, i,
1: know. I prefer working on an empty stomach <laughs>
0: and what's what's your kind of go-to meals then because these do vary a little bit in terms of your kind of dinner what's your kind of main kind of diet usually um
1: chicken and rice chicken and rice spaghetti um i don't really eat red meat or anything so it's a lot of chicken sometimes fish um I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of what my menu's been this week. Um, (laughs) Have you been doing?
0: Have you felt like you've been doing more planning because you've you've obviously got these kind of restrictions in place? So, do you've feel you had to plan a little bit more in terms of what you're having.
1: Yeah, well, just in terms of what every day like, so if what shift I'm on, I'm like, right, I need to plan what meals I'm having, or if I can't go out to the shops, I'm like, right, I've got this this food for the next week or so, so I don't need to worry about going to get this and that. So, I'm quite organised in that sense. Like, I like to be organised food wise. Um, I like a snack so I like to make sure I've got stocked up in snacks.
0: Yeah I have been hitting snack shortages all over the place at the moment. <laughs> I think I'm good and then I get hungry and I don't have anything so <laughs> it's not <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what then let's let's get to some some more specific questions then what's if you could pick like one food item or one kind of dish what would be your kind of dream food?
1: Um, pizza from <laughs> Italy.
0: Pizza Pizza from Italy, okay, be specific. So, what type of pizza would it be as well?
1: I'm very boring. Margarita, I know, it's so bad, but it's so good. No, best.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, a margarita pizza is a very good shout. I think it's a underrated commodity in the pizza world.
1: Absolutely. And people are like, Margarita, you need to add more? I'm like, nah, basic, best. That's all they like. People just add all these random toppings, you don't need that. Cheese pizza.
0: Is it anywhere anywhere in particular in Italy? You said that with some convictions. I'm I'm thinking you might have somewhere in mind.
1: It was only because I was there this year for my 30th and I had the best pizza. And it was just, honestly, it it was so good. Um, And I was actually, actually, I'm going to take that back. I was in France as well in January and they had the best pizza. It was, I don't even know what they'd done. They cooked it some way. It was like fresh. Oh, it was massive. And it was margarita but it was just absolute 10 out of 10 and we went two nights in a row because it was oh. that good
0: that's no. that is a seal of approval is yeah.
1: and you're on your holidays you want to try different places but not two nights in a row they're like he's back i'm like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> margarita, yeah. Thanks. yeah,
0: yeah. thanks uh what about like worst thing in the world so if somebody could present to you something and you were like i just can't eat that not try it. i just i can't eat it what would it be
1: gammon steak with a pineapple or no
0: uh, ah, yeah, gammon steak, I don't understand it. Is it, is it, is it ham? Like, right. I feel like I should, I should just have ham.
1: It's it's either that. It looks like corned beef, but a bigger <laughs> bit of corned beef with a bit of pineapple on it. I just don't understand it. It just, even the smell, oh, it's bogging, bogging.
0: It, it's, uh, so I don't mind ham and pineapple on a pizza, so will just put that to the side. Yeah. But in terms of gammon steak, what I'll say is it's, it's when you, because a lot of the time it comes backpacked, and it it comes out and it just kind of like
1: oh, slimes
0: no. out yeah just, uh, yeah it's,
1: it's just not something, something i choose no why would you choose that it's just i think people are weird that choose that, that
0: <laughs> it's, i'm pretty sure it's one of my best mate's favorite dinner so i'll tell yeah. them that and we'll see that's worry. That's that's a a worry. worry. <laughs> um, okay i'm gonna ask you another question then it's a question okay. i ask everybody currently speaks four products so we make the snowball, the caramel wafer, the caramel log, and the tea cake. If you could only pick one, which one would it
1: be? Tea cake.
0: sure you're working.
1: Because you've got two things in it. You've got a wee biscuit base and you've got the marshmallow. Oh, actually three, and the chocolate top. And it's just the opening of it and it looks nice, present, really nice. You're like, hmm, maybe how am I going to eat this? Are you in a rush? Are you going to put it all in your mouth straight away or are you going to the marshmallow off first and then eat the biscuit base. Pick the chocolate off. It's just a classic. And you can't have one, you've got to have two.
0: Yeah, you've broken this down so well. So do you have like a go-to or does it really depend on what mood you're in in terms of how you eat it?
1: Just whatever. Sometimes whatever's on offer. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly, mainly tea cake. Just because they're, I think maybe like they were always one of those biscuits you weren't really allowed when you were younger because they were messy or because they were maybe just oh, they're, they're for adults but see honestly now you're just like nope i'm all over them two two at a time you can't not can't not
0: i feel like there's definitely memories of like tea cakes smashed in faces as a child um <laughs> uh, like mainly in face not in mouth uh so totally.
1: yeah. i know i know but it's a great biscuit. even always having a task of trying to take it off without ruining the packaging and you can fold it back up put it in the box you've only had one no one will know if you've had two
0: I so hang on. How do you do that? Do you then stuff got to the? Try,
1: got to try and take it off neatly, uh-huh. and take your time. Take the biscuit out and make sure it's still got the round top on it, and just kind of tuck it under, put it back in the box. We'll never know.
0: I feel like you've just given me a, a lockdown boredom activity <laughs> to do. Try it, try it. So, off. <laughs> okay. Say everything goes super well for St. Johnson in this season. Uh, you win SWPL two. You prove us wrong, and uh, it's party times all over the shop. Uh, where would you go out, where would you, if you were coordinating the team night out for it, where would you
1: go? God, I don't even know, most people are under 18. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sure, the girls love a Nando's, so I'm sure they'll be up for going for a Nando's, you know what it's like, but I'm not sure, like, we definitely have to do something big, big party. Steve's got a really big house and he's got this big basement Like party room that his daughter, we'd always go around there for parties when she used to play. So we'd probably probably go there. Not that no, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But that is honestly, we had some great nights there. So I would suggest it'd be something maybe like that, or we'll do it. I don't know. My house, maybe have a big party in my house
0: house party, if you have got a lot of underagers house parties is obviously the place to go yeah, uh, so. and yeah, Nando's everywhere Just... I,
1: know, I know.
0: I mean it's alright
1: it's alright it's all all, right. they love it they <laughs> love Nando's and I'm like yeah whatever I will want get a margaret pizza, I'm <laughs> fine with that
0: <laughs> well Jade, thank you very much for coming on, it's really appreciated
1: thank you <laughs>
0: um, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this, remember you can subscribe to Leading the Line on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, lots of other sites. Websites up. We've got a piece up there just now with Hampton uh, Hamilton Atkins Pair, MT Gardner and Dion Brown talking about motherhood in football. So go have a wee read of that. Uh, but until next time, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again soon.
1: Thank you. Bye.